Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website. Head over to shrinkthink.com forward slash podcast, where we've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. We are here for part two of a hot topic pun intended because we're talking about gaslighting (laughs) it is a it's definitely it's a hot one because this is a a topic that a lot of people struggle with they come to therapy with lots of stories and situations and you hear about it all over the place that of things that are going on and we're here to kind of debunk it a little bit we want to actually give you the definition of gaslighting and some examples or elements that make up actual gaslighting and differentiate it from just your kind of average run-of-the-mill conversation or a person that might have some of their own anxiety and immaturity and yeah all that kind of stuff that's pretty typical in a relationship so we'll get into that in a second here but before we do head on over on your phone pull out your smartphone and if you have a dumb phone also please pull it out and try, try to search for and please record it if you With can your qwerty keyboard <laughs> yes you're like five 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 three 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 two two one five um search for the shrink think podcast wherever you find your podcast apple Podcasts, google spotify iheart all those places give us a five-star review let people know around you that we're out there that you love our content and that we're funny guys because that's the (laughs) the we only care about that (laughs) we're trying to have a good time we want to break down some of these topics these situations that people come to therapy with bridging the gap between clients and therapists and we want to do it with a little bit of humor and entertainment because you know after all we've got to live with ourselves and so we want to have a good time doing it and we want to bring you along so thanks for your reviews and for spreading the word about the shrink think podcast Nathan, go ahead and catch us up on the definition of gaslighting. And uh, so this is a part two pickup from last time. Gaslighting by definition, the action or process of manipulating a person by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. So when last our superheroes met, we were talking about blatant lies, denying and denying and denying and denying, just we're going to blatantly deny and also using what you love against you and losing your sense of self. And we ended with words versus actions, which we told you is kind of the main one that's in some ways it's besides the blatant lies. It's like the easier one to kind of see what's going on. As you were introing this, Aaron, I was thinking, you know what? The other thing that happens is people's friends. You know, you're talking to your friend with like, you haven't seen them like in a month or a couple of weeks and um, they go, they go, Oh my gosh, how are things going? And then you're sharing with how things are going with your, with your person. And they go, Oh my gosh, you're coupling with a gaslighter. You need, you need to get out. Like, what are you doing? Like, no, this is what they're doing. They totally lied to you. They're a gaslighter, you know? And uh, part of why we, you know, you talked about debunk wanted to talk about this is like, this is in the culture. I think it's so much out there. Probably when you looked at that podcast episode, you're like, Oh, okay. Let's, I want to see this one. Ooh, of course they got a part one and part two. It's a big deal. 
Like everyone's doing it. Well, if you are a couple with a gaslighter, you're a two percenter. So congratulations. You have coupled with somebody who is good at this and they probably are a sociopath, which sucks. But uh, but with gaslighting, there's intent. Somebody is trying to elevate themselves into a place in which you are totally dependent on them because they are awesome. And they are in complete control of you and your life and their life and your relationship and the entire situation all the time. And also, it's your fault if anything's wrong. So you're very convenient to them because everything's working out for them. Nothing's working out for you. And the only things, the only reason why something works out for you is because they allowed it. And they're wonderful and awesome. But also, the good news is, uh, it, and you know, because as we're describing this, it sounds like you're in a bad relationship. But this gaslighter is so amazing that you're actually really lucky that you're in the relationship with them and you're really lucky that they're so forgiving and gracious um so congratulations (laughs) (laughs) well that brings us to our first little thing love and flattery so this is the element of our story here where the gaslighter helps you to realize that they're not all bad you know like they can't be that bad they would never say like you know they boost you up they love you they love you, love you. And then they tear you right back down, you know, and because I think my hunch is, and this is me kind of shooting from the hip here, but everybody kind of knows you need to say nice things at times. I think of there's that sociopath uh, movie, Dexter, where he narrates his own self and he's a sociopath and he will actually, he's a psychopath by nature. We'll get in those definitions at some point in our life. Um, But he narrates and he knows, oh, this woman is coming over. She's probably going to want X, Y, Z. And I'm going to have to smile like she he totally like knows what he's supposed to do. The point is, is that they kind of do want to say to you something about how you're, you know, maybe you're pretty or maybe you're a handsome guy. So they let you know that. And you're like, oh, that feels good. That's pretty cool. And then you start looking at them positively. Right. And then. But nothing changes. All that changes is they get more space to be a turd. Yeah, it's like a little bit of that that magic, uh, the magician sleight of hand sort of a thing, right? Where it's like, don't look over here uh, where my hand is like reaching into my back pocket and pulling something out. It's like, let me flash my other hand and do something really, you know, flashy and like over here flattering and loving over here with my my first hand. So that that's what you see and you don't see the thing that's happening, you know, out of your your whatever, out of your view, your perspective, because, I mean, essentially they need to get away with what they're doing and they they're intentional about uh, about doing that. They know what they're doing. Yeah, this is not this is not by accident. So the other thing that happens inside their inside this relationship is confusion. They breed it. They totally breed this confusion. And what they what they're creating is a place for what you're trying to do is gain clarity. And it's a constant and and actually even desperate move for you to do so. And that's a really important point, actually, that you make right there is because if you just pit those two things together, you know, two people in front of each other, one, their job is to create confusion in you and your job. What you're trying to do is have clarity those two things are working against each other, right? And that's not to say that in, you know, in normal relationships, there are moments or times where there is some confusion. But this 
uh, gaslighter is trying to keep you in confusion so that you cannot trust yourself, so that you lose your sense of sanity, your sense of cohesiveness or cohesion in what you're thinking or whatever. Coherence, that's the word I'm looking for, in what you're thinking so that you have to depend on and trust only them. Right. The irony of it is, is that you actually can't trust them because they're the ones providing the confusion. So you will not gain clarity from them. But because they are the starting point for the confusion, that's the starting point for where you try to build your clarity. Because honestly, that's kind of logical. Yeah. And a lot of times what I see with people in relationships like this is that they will um, have a lot of confusion you know, like we're talking about when they're with that person, but as soon as they get away from them, like maybe they um, have a few days apart or they go away for a weekend, either they're talking to their friends or they're talking in therapy, they gain a lot of clarity. And it's like, oh, this and this and this, because they can see things like I talked about in the last episode, when you can zoom way out, step back from everything and look at it, you can actually observe quite a bit. And you can get a lot of clarity. It's when you go back in and you start engaging with this person that is gaslighting that all of that clarity just goes out the window because they've got lies, they've got denial, um, they've got flattery, all the kinds of things that we're talking about here. And with that, the abuser, really, their power basically increases because you're just more dependent on them. Um, and so the next, the next little fun thing that gets to happen is that happens often is projecting. And this is one of those things that is um, a good example of something where you could be a projector and not be a gaslighter. So what standard, what projection would be is if let's say that um, as the gaslighter, let's say that you are a cheat, like you cheat on your ears, your partner, like you are, I don't know, like a liar, right? So what you tell your partner is that they cheat on you and they are a liar. Um, so you're saying the stuff that you actually do to the other person. Um, and it's very confusing. Yeah, I remember uh, years ago working in domestic violence groups and that this kind of thing would happen all the time. Um, and in these groups, these were for uh, men who were a part of the system. You know, they had been uh, arrested and charged and uh <laughs> I remember one guy sharing about uh, a situation where he was like questioning his partner on like, she's doing this and I, I suspect her of cheating. And, and it was like very specific and he was very adamant about it. And one of the guys, one of the other guys in the group asked like, well, are you cheating? Like, are you doing that? Well, no. And it's like, well, can you say more about that? Cause you seem like you hesitated or whatever. And then he kind of comes out with this other thing that was not really cheating, but actually it is. And then it's like, well, that's why this is that's why you're doing this is because all the suspicion that is inside of you, you're like trying to hide and deny. And then it's coming out towards somebody else. Again, these are situations where maybe some of these people are have narcissistic traits. But generally speaking, in for the, the most of the population, they're just like, you know, shame or repression or immaturity, anxiety, whatever. That's very different from somebody who's intentionally hiding these things and intentionally doing this. I also uh, want to add that I think in in this particular one, it is it's kind of often that this this is actually a bit of an Achilles heel for the gaslighter because this is something that they actually probably don't realize. They 
this would be this would be of of the things that are on here probably one of the unintentional things where they honestly don't know that they're doing that and they which makes it very believable uh, because they're not people that process their own emotion they don't do that they're they just won't and so some of the little leftovers i think of like when you're when you're on a mixing bowl and you're like making cookies or something and then you put all these cookies on a pan you're going to cook them but there's always like a little bit more dough in that in that thing it's like this is the leftover dough that's just in there the person doesn't even know necessarily is in there and it just pops out um and so if that happens it's not you really need to have these other things present in order to say we you you know you might have accidentally coupled yourself with a gaslighter so moving on to the next one is just blatantly you're crazy like they they'll if they don't agree with you if um if, about whatever it is the the go-to will be like wow um i don't even know what you're I, this is weird can like, we can't even believe you would say that you're <laughs> right? crazy yeah like so let me get this straight you went to the store for doritos i don't know why this matters to me like why are you even telling me that well you you asked me to go get doritos i don't even know if i like i would never tell you that why are you trying to even tell me that you know it's going like that that this even matters i don't understand why we're talking about the grocery store i can't even believe you would think that about me don't you know me <laughs> right that's a, that was so creepy just then. <laughs> and i was like oh no <laughs> anyway, yeah and some of you out there are like this happened to me yesterday like and it you know hey that's not good i would hope that didn't happen to you yesterday but um yeah so the idea of like it's a kind of a it's kind of a just a go-to and then the classic, the classic that must be there. It has to be there because it's just like, is everyone else is a liar. Everyone, everyone else is wrong except for the gaslighter. Not me. <laughs> right? Like, no, everyone is lying to you. That's not happening. Like, well, they said, nope, they can't have said anything because they just don't know. And so that whole idea that when you're having an experience of whatever the experience is, and then you're saying you learned something about even yourself, like this could be something that, that you value, right? You learned something like, oh yeah, I didn't really realize I, I do that. That kind of is important to me. If it doesn't work into the gaslighters, like method of making sure that you're nuts and completely psychologically dependent on them, then it, it's not valid. So the other person, <laughs> the gas if this is irony the gaslighter would could tell you the other people are gaslighting you wow they are intentionally lying to you why would they want you to believe that about yourself that's so weird i have these stories in my mind of like all these different things that like have happened and people have the weirdest sometimes grossest things that they'll talk about like in relationship to this of trying to explain like no this happened because this person like would never ever like show their butt or whatever. And they totally did. And then they're telling me the blatant lie thing, you know, um, they didn't do that. That never happened. And you're like, I, you did it. Like you told me you, you did it yourself. Like when you were 12 years old on the school bus driving by and you're like, no, I don't even know what you're talking about. We never had that story. It never happened. These are all like types of things that in the, in the world of gaslighting, it kind of all needs to be like, that could just be a 12 year old thing. Right? Like, and the person might not remember that they told you that and they think it's weird and they don't remember it anymore. Maybe it's called old age. I don't know. But 
I wanted to ask you, Aaron, as we're as we're kind of moving off of the things we wanted to make sure that we said. What do you think about this? I mean, what would be like something that you would want people to know? Um, maybe even an experience that you've had or just something that you want people to know from it, like therapist to therapist or therapist to client in relationship to all this. Yeah. I think if you, if you go back to the beginning of that last episode, the part one episode, I told a story that's like a common one. Somebody would come in with, that's a really important conversation. I think because I wanted to highlight that there are so many people out there having normal relationships, normal conflict, normal, uh, I guess, pockets of growth or insecurity, attachment issues, all kinds of things where there are like elements of this that might be similar or elements that might be even actually pretty right on. But it's not the it's not with the same intention or with the same, you know, um, I, I guess just that personality characterological kind of thing that's going on. And so I really wanted to differentiate uh, that in a normal conflict. You can have areas where you just haven't explored something about yourself or maybe you were caught saying something and then not following through with it or doing something different. And you didn't even realize that that was going on. And so your actions and your words or your values were out of alignment with each other. Like those kinds of things happen all the time. And that doesn't mean that you're gaslighting. It's like our fear triangle, you know, like the fear triangle, which which depicts like codependency episodes six through 11. And when you're on the fear triangle, you are basically being a narcissist. I mean, it's, it's all about you. The, um, the flavors of that on the persecutor and rescuer side, if you explode those up to pure, the the purity of narcissism, on the one hand, you have a caricature of like, um, Charles Manson on the persecutor side. And on the other side, you have the, you know, Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy looks good, but he's still manipulative, you know? And my point of saying all that is that you know, there are, like you're saying, there are things that people do that get sucked into this emotional codependency or, or they want somebody else to be dependent on them. They want to be valuable and they will be somewhat manipulative, but it doesn't necessarily put them all the way into the category of this actual, what we just kind of call NPD, narcissistic personality disorder um, of a situation with, with that whole deal. Yeah, yeah, they can have like unhealthy relationship dynamics where you can do something that can actually come across as manipulative for your own like emotional safety or um, because you want to get love or you want uh, um, connection or affection. You know, we all do some sort of manipulation in relationships. And there was a guy I worked with years ago that would call it pro-social advocation. You know, I'm pro-socially advocating for myself. And that does happen in relationships. Again, that doesn't mean that you are gaslighting. And in another sense, I guess one other thing that I wanted to say was that the fact that you can own these things, you can talk about them, even if there was some you know, dishonesty or some deception or if there was some manipulation and you can become aware of it and say, wow, I guess I was doing that. I didn't even realize that I was doing that. What are my true intentions or what are my actual needs? Let me explore those and share those with you. Again, if if you can do that in a relationship or you see somebody that's doing those things, even while those other kind of traits were present, those gaslighting-ish things were happening, that's not gaslighting. That's just your run-of-the-mill, you know, insecurity, anxiety, whatever. So uh, kind of in conclusion, let me just kind of go over this really quick again, because I, th- I think one of the ways you can 
talk to your partner that you're concerned about is you could say, you know, I, I feel like you could be gaslighting me. I don't know. I just don't know if you're intentional about it. And then to literally maybe tell them what it is like that they're doing, you know, that's, that's coming across that way rather than like just making this, you're like, you're gaslighting me accusation. And it's like, well, they don't necessarily even know what that means. I mean, and if they do kind of know, then, then that's going to be, they're going to totally reject that, which is going to make you think that they're gaslighting you. They, that's kind of the point of like, when you make an accusation of somebody like you're doing this thing, if they're not aware of it and they say, no, I'm not, or I'm not aware of it. You can't reinforce your conclusion of, so look, therefore you're gaslighting. If you haven't even given them an opportunity to, to see what it is that you're seeing, you need to put it in front of them and say, Hey, I think this is happening. Can you see this? Give them an opportunity to own it. Now we have, we have, whoa, mama. We have talked about all of these. Um, first one is blatant lies. Deny, deny, deny. Using what you love against you. Um, losing your sense of self. Your works, stuff that you're doing versus your actions. Um, today, we talked about, uh, in this episode, love and flattery, confusion, projecting. You're crazy. And everyone else is a liar. With that, we hope this has been helpful and that you don't want to gaslight us. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening.